The Chinese real estate developer Evergrande is big in the news. The previous two videos I did were about this subject and I've got some brand new information that you need to know. The first thing I want to talk about is what Michael Burry had to say in regards to this topic. The second thing I want to look at is who owns Evergrande? Who are the companies that have invested here so we can understand the potential contagion? And the third is is it possible that there will not be a bailout for this private institution? Well, let's talk about that and more. Let's go. First things first, let's look at Michael Burry. You could see that obviously he deletes his tweets. So we have to go to the Burry archive at Burry archive on Twitter. You can get that for yourself. There's quite a few interesting mentions in here, but let's focus on what we're talking about today right here. Read thread. So he's pointing to this particular thread, and I'll show you that right now. All right, in the top left corner. Now, there's, there's a lot in here. There's a very long thread. I won't be able to cover it all, but I want to point out a few things. Evergrande, why most analysis is dead in the water and how best to understand and navigate what's happening. Both denialists and alarmists are getting it wrong. Let's start by understanding this. What's happening is the result of a policy change to curb leverage. And this goes back to what we saw in April of the, actually earlier, but in April of 2021, when I shared it with the channel specifically saying, here's a warning for you, because the China credit impulse started going down and became negative during that time frame. What is the China credit impulse? That's the amount of money being lended out into the system. And if you have this happening, these companies that are heavily indebted, they're going to suffer because suddenly you can't pile more in and this just is inevitable to have a failure at some point. Whether or not the government steps in, whether or not you're going to have uh, you know, a fix, that remains to be seen. But this is what we're talking about today. So they give you a lot of details here in this thread. If you want to touch on it, they're just talking about the fact that this is a company that went in and issued so much debt to try and fuel their game. And just like many other businesses, they are you know, perhaps building something real, but it's being financed by debt. And in a sense, like a Ponzi scheme, if you don't get that new money flowing in, well, you've got yourself a problem. Here, they're just showing you the chart saying, so much so that over the last 15 years, a serious affordability crisis emerged in major cities and the household debt soared way above disposable income. Below is the household debt as a percentage of the GDP. The number over the last few years continues to skyrocket. This is the same situation for Canada and other places an unsustainable growth model is taking place and it seems like evergrand is at the center so all of the links that i have here today will be in the description under the sources if you want to check it out all right let's look at this wall street yawns as china property giant nears default what investors need to know investors are confident that the country's authorities will limit any financial contagion we're going to talk more about that in a minute okay 
They're saying, and what I've talked about, if you haven't seen the videos already, I'll link to one at the end of this one. But essentially, the company has $300 billion of debt. And it's claimed this week, by the time you're watching the video, probably this week is big because it looks like they're going to default. Now, what happens after that, we'll see. So this right here is coming out. You know, you're seeing these quotes all, all over the place anyway, but we do ultimately expect that the government will intervene in Evergrande's case as it will not allow the company's defaults to spread into the banking system. The impacts from a large default by Evergrande would be remarkable. That's right. So you have a company that is too big to fail. And what do they do with too big to fail companies? In the US, Canada, Australia, and so on. You see it all the time. They come in and they bail it out. They might nationalize, they might pick it apart, and they might just straight up bail it out. But what about this? In the first half of the year, more than 165 real estate companies across the country went bankrupt. Look, they say right here, in the past two years, the exception of the large-scale real estate companies such as Evergrande facing financial and debt problems, life for some small and medium-sized real estate companies has also been difficult for some decoration companies that account for a large proportion of revenue from the engineering channel. Although uh, the real estate engineering channel can quickly increase sales, it may also bring operational and financial risks. By the way, this is a translated article. But what you're seeing here are the different connections. There's a lot to this. It's not just one company. Please don't think that. You're seeing this. It is an issue. Forbes had this to say, what would a restructuring of Evergrande look like? You can see here, the short answer is that lenders, apartment owners, and lose, uh, apartment owners lose, insiders win. We've heard that before. China's financial system remains standing. Governments at every level ramp up repression. You can see this showing you an Evergrande project. And right now, people are protesting. They want their money back. There is, uh, I forget the number precisely, but there's definitely over 1 million people that are waiting for their properties to be built. What is going to happen? The, by the way, this company here has, you know, there's the parent company, which is the ticker 333, three, four threes. And there's so many uh, subsidiaries, okay? So you got to un understand there's a lot to it. The stock is down 80% from its peak, and every day it goes further. The bonds are looking, looking like they're going to default on that debt. They, they can't pay back. Now, I don't want to you know, go into it too much. I just wanted to give you what you need to know at this point. There's so much that I am unaware of. The details continue to unfold every single minute. I have been reading a lot about this, but I've only scratched the surface, okay? Evergrande has, look at it, 800 unfinished projects. What's gonna happen to all these? There are about 1.2 million people, there you go. 1.2 million people waiting to move in. So you've got an issue here, okay? There's so much to it, again, let me show you. Let's move into this. You're seeing the 13 Fs. And you can 
scroll down, see it for yourself. Obviously the font very small, like I said, links in the description. At the very top, by the way, 33 million shares in this case here, Vanguard. Second in the list, 30 million shares. Going down further, iShares. And you can go down further and further and further. It's not that massive. It's not something, you know, trillions of dollars, but it is still significant. I hope you could see this. If not, like I said, but it's all the names you're used to. This is the ETFs. Oh, this one is the ETFs. I have that loaded up. Top 45 ETFs. iShares. iShares again. The top three is iShares. Then Schwab. Then Vanguard. Crane Shares. Investco. Look, it's all the same companies. 16 million shares, 12 million shares, 7 million shares, and so on. Is this enough to spiral the whole thing out of control? Who knows? Not just based on the fact that they've got 12 million shares or whatever. It's much deeper than that. Much deeper. I've heard well over 100 companies are intertwined with Evergrande in some way. So we only know as it all unfolds. Let's get into it in the Money GPS Insights. Remember back in 2005, Michael Burry was warning about the subprime crisis. He was sending out emails to people, telling them, explaining each step of the way. Nobody listened then. While he is not specifically stating that Evergrande is going to spiral out of control and create the next subprime crisis event, he's simply highlighting the fact that things happen very rapidly and that debt can spiral out of control. Investors, you must respect the power of the market and the speed at which things can change. It is very important, more now than ever before. Couple quick notes right here. This is a good Wall Street Journal article if you want to know what's happening. How Beijing's debt clampdown shook the foundation of a real estate colossus. China's Evergrande looming crisis and ripple effect on the economy will pose a test for the government's campaign to keep housing affordable for the masses. Okay, so looking at this, I can show you something right down. Well, by the way, this right here, look at it. Property giant, you're seeing the revenue that blue line oh fantastic i mean the revenue keeps going up and up and up but look at the net income it's not even close four billion dollar income 77 billion dollar revenue that's a big difference and it's been declining over the last little while okay there's more here if you want to check it out actually it's, it's quite a good one it's quite detailed uh towering debts this is the important part that over the last several years, since the financial crisis, it's been going out of control, the amount of debt that they have. Just take a look, okay? Over $100 billion worth right now. That's their total debt, but I've also seen $300 billion number. I mean, it depends on what you're really looking at, okay? Now, this individual here, you've probably recognized him, his name around, if I can get that back. Quote, it would send the wrong message if authorities were to step in at this stage to prevent a default. This is Julian Evans Pritchard. You may know him. It seems very unlikely that they would help a private firm that's in a sector that they're trying to rein in. So please understand the connections here. They are saying, we want to cut back on this. 
That's known. That's what Birdie was trying to highlight by telling everybody, hey, check out this, this thread. And then they're saying, you know, if they bail it out, what kind of message does that send, right? We don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. They've already injected liquidity into the system. So they know that they're, you know, they're trying to support the system in general. But will they support Evergrande directly? I've seen some uh, false messages put out by other YouTubers that have said that they have bailed them out and so on. Uh, you know, that that's bending, that's, that's bending the truth. Okay, we haven't seen that yet. That could happen. But, you know, you should hold them accountable for their words. But that's a whole different story. And I believe there was something at the bottom here that I wanted to touch on. Uh, another chart. You can just see the market cap. Look at it. $125 billion. From $125 billion down, down, down to, you know, under $20 billion. Depends on, you know, are you including all the subsidiaries and so on. Point is, that market cap in 2021 has been shed very fast. $125 billion is a very large company. Bonds are becoming worthless at the same time. And then I believe it is right at the very end where I wanted to touch on this because it's going to bring us back to where we were. It's like a game. There we go. I messed that one up. It's like a game of Monopoly, it says. The developer's survival strategy in the real estate board game, players that are short on cash have to sell their properties to avoid becoming bankrupt. And that's when things start to spiral out of control. I think it is terrible. I think it is unfortunate. But this is what happens in so many different companies. It's not just China. It's not just Evergrande. I mean, it goes on all over the place, okay? Who knows what's going to happen? I don't know. I'm trying to find a better image of this right here. It's just showing you the different connections. It, it's blurry. It's not complete. Uh, I will try to get you a better one. But if you want to see this, here it is for you. Um, it's just showing you the different connections, the subsidiaries, onshore, offshore of Evergrande. These three, I think I have three. This, These are different articles that were written in Chinese, and then I did a conversion, a translation. If you want a different perspective to see what they're talking about, like Evergrande has two a debt of two trillion yuan, and you know you're seeing the leader actually flying to Beijing overnight. Obviously, he's got some talking to do with the leaders and so on. This is a China Evergrande Group annual report of 2020. You could see it directly from their reports if you are interested. Okay, a lot to get to. I could only scratch the surface, but this is three videos in a row. If you want to know the details, I'm covering everything here. It just, you know, it, it takes a little while to understand it all, to break it all down. If you want to be on the inside, you got to be an insider. It's free. It's totally free, of course. That's my video of the day sent directly to your inbox. If you want to get that, it's right here at this card or the money GPS. Com. If you want to support the channel, you've got to hit that thumbs up button by clicking the like button. You support the channel, you help the algorithms, and I um, this will actually be more likely to end up in your notifications, your home, everything. So you can do that simply by clicking, clicking the like button. Thank you for that. If you haven't seen this video already, this is the one I'm talking about. Check it out. It's all about Evergrande. Click it and I'll see you there.